What's up, everybody? It is Wednesday, 12.57 in the afternoon on May 3rd, and uh, it is beautiful. I actually have the day off today. Man, I've been running crazy. So much shit has been going on. Um, all the new decks just came into the warehouse, so we have four new models for all I need. Uh, they're pro models with myself, Timmy Knuth. Uh, Corey Goonan, and then we're also introducing Derek Fukuhara to the pro team for all I need. Um, those decks are up on our website, and they're hitting shops this week. Um, you can check everything out at allineedskate.com. And we also just uploaded a bunch of new apparel to the website. So there's a new hoodie with a, with a revised logo, um, different pack-and-goes. I just added this pink pack-and-go with a black embroidery on left chest it says it's got the a logo and it says all i need down the side really hyped on that um yeah check all that out at all i need skate.com and we are also brought to you by world industries um like i said all the new decks came in so into the warehouse so i unpacked um the three new world industries boards and they're fire man there's a flame boy deck there's a flame boy wet willy together deck and there's a devil man deck which is the devil man one is my favorite out of the three it's fucking classic just classic iconic world um heavy brand man and we added a bunch of new apparel too to their website so worldindustries.com check it all out um cool thing is if you purchase anything from either brand it goes into directly supporting this podcast so that's awesome, a portion of it. And uh, yeah, I guess that's it for ads. Um, today's guest is my good friend, Derek Fukuhara. Welcome to the All I Need team, homie. We've known each other for years now. You shred on and off your board, man. And I'm hyped to have you part of the All I Need family. And Aaron Coffey. Uh, I've, only, I've just met Aaron, but what he's built with the high rise is really impressive. And uh, he kills it. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode, and thank you again for all the shares, likes, and spreading the good word, man. Let's keep going. 2017 can be the best year of our lives. We just got to keep hustling and working, stay optimistic, and uh, we got this. I just love the skating and the scene. Rain, rain, go away. All I need is a skateboard today. Board today. Board today. This is the Shetler Show featuring professional skateboarder, podcaster, and All I Need Skate founder, Anthony Shetler. So everyone was, it was hot. Everyone was doing it. Yeah, they're looking for their dad's fucking metal skateboards in the garage. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Get on this thing. <laughs> Each episode brings you amazing discussions with interesting people from all walks of life. Kind of when skateboarding clicked for me and you learn some tricks or whatever and you get that appreciation from your peers, you know, the other skaters are like, holy shit, like, yeah, dude, that's rad. Admiration. Yeah, yeah the admiration or the, the affirmation. Real. Recognize real. If I didn't experience those crazy moments my life then these great moments would never be as great as they have been honestly like for me i just loved it like i saw those dudes i saw those videos and i was like holy fuck this is sick yeah this is what i want to do
that first. So, Aaron Coffey, correct? I was just wondering how to pronounce your last name. Yeah, no, you nailed it. Just like the drink. All right, cool. You heard his voice, so you know now. And D. Fuchs, what's up, Derek? <laughs> Sick. This is cool, man. Derek's been on multiple times, but this is your first time. You popping your cherry, Aaron? Yep, first time. I'm excited. <laughs> he's a seasoned vet. We're yeah, fucking like eight episodes deep of Doobie Talk, so he's a seasoned vet now. Fuck yeah. Well, we'll we'll get into that. Let's let's start with like where we're at right now. Where are you guys at? So well, we're at the we're at the HQ. So we're just chilling, high rise headquarters in uh, Santa Fe Springs, kind of by LA. Nice. Is uh so high rise is your baby, huh, Aaron? Yeah. So high rise is the baby. That's our uh, clothing brand slash uh, YouTube channel. Um, it's just like very uh, four twenty friendly, you could say. <laughs> nice. Very inspired by the <laughs> by the four twenty culture. By the four twenty lifestyles. Yeah. <laughs> well, take me to the beginning. How how did you uh, get the idea? Um, shit. So the idea for high rise, um, honestly, I was just kind of like teaching skateboarding lessons and just kind of being a skate rat, not really doing much, just kind of hanging out. Um, saw like a ton of homies that were starting to do their own brands. And I just thought it was kind of cool what they were doing, that they're like creating their own thing. And, um, I just thought it was cool that they were doing something like that. So I was like, Hey, you know what? I think I could do that too. So I was just kind of like, bouncing around ideas and names and um the high rise just honestly just kind of popped into my head like pretty easily like i didn't really have to think about it too much it was kind of like really organic and natural and like right when i thought of it i was like yeah that's it like that's the one like yeah that sounds good you know <laughs> yeah it's nice when it works out that way yeah what time uh what year did you start high rise so this was back in 2012 like the summer of 2012 nice uh, it was like five and a half years ago i guess so shit yeah it's been been about five and a half years already crazy damn yeah, five and a half years ago yeah that's fucking crazy just Ta- flying by welcome to the podcast <laughs> what's up boys oh yes thank you see you tomorrow who's who's that so that's roger that's our uh embroidery head embroidery operator so he's been on the machine for fucking maybe 12 hours today damn heavy <laughs> he's been on there all day so he's about to get off and go home and chill for a little bit so. <laughs> just churning them out good for him <laughs> just cranking them out Roger, so many times. <laughs> it's gnarly embroiderers are gnarly like at where i in our warehouse like the people that do that they go hard for like hours on end it's insane man yeah, I don't know how they do it. Easiest <laughs> fucking shit ever. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> so, Derek, how, how did how did you come into the picture with High Rise? Well, I've known Aaron for like fucking fifteen years almost, or something like that. Deep. So Aaron's from like pretty much the same city. He's from like Villa Park, Orange area, right where I'm from. So, you know, by the time I was like, 18, 19, like, everybody that I knew kind of stopped skating. Everybody I grew up with start, stopped skating, so I kind of started skating with, like, younger and older homies, right? Yeah. And Aaron was kind of one of the younger homies that was that was around, and he was kind of, like, on the program. Like, he had a little VX2, and, like, he used to always make video, little edits and shit. Like, we filmed, like, a fucking how-to nollie heel trick tip for fun, like, way back in the day, like... 
at the skate park, just super as a joke. And ended up getting, he he edited it, ended up getting like fucking forty thousand views, like way back in the day. Damn. So me and Aaron always skated together, and then this is so what? 2012. That was like World Days, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was like just starting high rise, I think, when you turned pro. It was right around the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would like go meet up with Aaron to like smoke or whatever, and I would see his his progress of high rise and go from like. He started it just getting stickers and t-shirts and oh shit, he got snapbacks made and then oh shit, he's got hoodies made and then every time I would go to his house, there'd be like something new. There'd be like a heat press that he's there doing shit himself or there's a sewing machine or fucking label maker, sticker maker. Like every time I would show up, it would just be taking the next level, the next level and then like everything I knew from, you know, being in the industry for however long and writing for Ezekiel for 10 years and, you know, being on the other side of the industry kind of help feed him any information that I could when we'd be kicking it and watching him grow. And then the world thing ended and he put a fucking Facebook post out and he's like, Hey, does anybody want to like edit a skate montage? And I fucking slid in the DM. I was like, what do you, like, what do you need, dude? Like, I need a skate montage. And I went and I met up and we edited it and turned into like, you know, shooting photos and content, like, a couple hours a week, and then it went to three days a week, and then it went to full time, and now we're in like our third space, and it's just, just now more than full time, pretty much. You know? <laughs> yeah. Now I need like three more digs. <laughs> yeah. Now it's like we're starting other companies, and just shit's just fucking out of control. Aaron, this leads me to you. Like, what, what sparked you on starting your own thing? Like, what made you interested in being an entrepreneur and like? pursuing it like Derek was saying like every other time he saw you you had something new you were pushing it like what got you sparked on that yeah so really it was seeing like um, a couple of buddies of mine started their own brand and I just saw them creating their own thing and like making t-shirts and they had hats and I was like damn that looks cool like I want to do that and I don't want to like I worked at the uh, any skate park like a big ass skate park in Lake Forest and, like, it was a dope job, like, it was cool as fuck, but that's not what I wanted to do, you know, for the rest of my life, obviously, is, like, just teach skate lessons or whatever. So I kind of wanted to do something else, and obviously I didn't want to, like, work for anyone. I didn't want to, like, have to dress up and go get a job and do all that. So <laughs> kind of a mixture between that and my seeing my homies do it, it was like, fuck it, like, what do I have to lose? Like, let's, you know, let's try it out and see, see what we can do. And then as soon as I started doing it, it just became kind of like an obsession, and it just kind of like took over I like kind of stopped skating and just went full on like business mode like <laughs> always yeah. like Derek was saying like trying to figure out t-shirts got that down all right now I need to figure out how to make hats then we need to get this then how do we manufacture it here then how do we get the price lower and whatever rabbit hole you go down with all that stuff <laughs> well so what have been what's been some setbacks that you've like overcame some ones that were tough and you just figured around a way around them every day you open your eyes <laughs> <laughs> There's, it's always fires. There's fires, you know. That's what it is running a business, really. is just a firefighter. You're just putting out fires left and right. Um, <laughs> that's how I look at it. <laughs> um, but shit, I mean, one of the bigger ones was when we teamed up with this sales agency. It was before we had really gone into, like, doing wholesale at all. We were maybe, like, two and a half to three years old, and uh, we kind of got, like, finessed into working with this sales agency, and... They booked us, like, 
60 grand or 65 grand in like two weeks. We got in like 43 stores, like two weeks. So we went from like, you know, getting a few orders online, like selling shit locally, whatever. And then boom, now we're in 50 stores doing 60 grand. Like it was insane, but they booked all these orders and the fucking dumbass sales rep that booked all the orders didn't collect any of the credit card forms or phone numbers or anything. So when it comes time to ship all these orders a month later, about half of them couldn't even be like, couldn't even get in touch with them. Yeah. So we, we got from booking 60 to I think we only booked like 15,000 of that and we've produced all the goods. Oh man. I just got stuck with like a warehouse full of like Simpsons t-shirts and like all these fucking graphic tees that we did and shit. And, uh, it was a, it was a huge like learning lesson for sure. Yeah. But I mean, I didn't really take it as a setback. I just looked at it as, okay, now I got all this product I got to fucking sell. And I'm going to make more money once I sell it because it's not wholesale, it's direct to consumer. So it just kind of like sparked me to like, all right, fuck, I just got to flip this now and get my money back. Um, but that was like a big, like, big, like le- learning lesson and like setback. <laughs> yeah. <say. laughs> yeah. That, that's a heart attack. You're like, oh God. And then, yeah. <laughs> so that guy just fucked up and didn't do his job basically. Exactly. So that kind of led to us, uh, pulling out of that sales agency. Um, cause they were just, they wouldn't really give us the time of day. It was more of like a, it was more like men's fashion and denim and this and that. And then this fucking weed brand comes in and they're just like, it was a weird vibe. It just wasn't a good fit. So we just decided to, you know, kind of go our separate ways. And after that, we decided to, you know what, let's fucking, let's really focus on uh, e-commerce in our online game and stuff like that. So, and in reality, it was almost a blessing because it kind of led us to focus on what we're strong at. And that's kind of what we're doing now. We have a really strong focus on our online sales and our e-commerce and growing our platforms through Amazon and Shopify and eBay and Carmeloop and all these different um, type of platforms. Yeah. Well, that, that leads us to the doobie talk. You guys just recently started your own podcast. Is that just basically for marketing, promotion, meeting people? Like, what was the main factor Factor in you two coming together and doing it? Uh, like, yeah, I mean, like... like I mean, our, our, we started our shit, so we have our YouTube channel, the uh, High Rise TV, and, like, in, like, two years, we've gotten, like, almost 170,000 subscribers, but it's all based on, like, 420 hijinks, you know, like, breaking the world records hot box or fucking always hitting the greens look book shoot at the golf course or just like turning up at the golf course so it's all this hijinks and this is kind of something that we like talked about since early stages of Aaron even starting even before I was working with him I was just always told him like high rise is great because wait especially when he first started it he didn't really go super hard with the 420 stuff yeah it was just kind of just pushing high rise and I was like you can go any direction with this mm-hmm. and even from day one like, I was like, I look at it like a vice or like a high times or like something that could be bigger than a clothing company. It could be a platform, you know? Yeah. So two years ago when we started the YouTube channel, we're like, yeah, let's fucking crack this shit with a bunch of fun 420 hijinks shit, like inspired by uh, skate marketing or whatever. And now we accumulated this following and we're like, let's give them value, you know? So our podcast is more of like, we're like smoking weed and we're talking business and it's, it's mostly business dude. And it's like, um, so it's not even necessarily to market to our kit, our subscribers because you know, like our average, our subscriber base isn't like our subscriber base is like 15 to 25 year old stoners. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, 
they're not really interested in what the fuck we have to say. Yeah. But then, like, a small percent that is interested in what we have to say, they're super into it, you know? Because, yeah. like, kids look at high-rise, they've been following high-rise for 10 years, and they've seen it grow, and they're like, fuck, like, I'm inspired to start my own shit. And then once, the same way you're on here, like, you're inspiring kids to start your own shit, all, like, all the time, because you're a business owner, and you're putting yourself out here, so. Yeah, I like, I like that. I'm sorry to cut you off, but I like that you guys are doing the podcast. It's definitely a good way to to be, have some depth to the high rise too, you know. Because the videos, the videos are sick. I love the YouTube channel, and it's sick, and it's it's definitely. But it's cool to have this thing that you guys have, and then to grow it in different areas. And that podcast will, the podcast will take it off in a whole nother area, you know. Exactly. We're, we're trying to like create value for for our uh, community. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Obviously, like, we're not the smartest fucking dudes. Like, somebody who's, like, really smart and they're, like, 35 years old is going to listen to our podcast. And, like, these dudes need to shut the fuck up. But, like, <laughs> our 15 to 25-year-old, like, stoner community who doesn't really know what they want to do with their life yet. And, and it's, like, maybe they have something. Maybe they have hidden talents or maybe they have creativities that they don't know about. Or maybe they just don't have that inspiration around, you know? Like... You're great at it. The way, same thing you do when you talk to kids at the skate park. You do it every single day, like 24-7, you know? So if we could do that one hour a week, we'll be happy. <laughs> Is that what the, you said, one hour a week? One episode a week? Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like, we've done eight episodes, so think that we've been doing this for two months? Yeah. Sick. That even makes sense. It seems like we started it, like, two or three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's sick. Yeah. Well, well, take me to the... Take me back to your skateboard lessons, Aaron. Do you got a technique? Do you have do you have like a formula worked out, or do you, how'd you oh do them? God, I had it down to a T. I had my one hour sessions. I'd hit fifteen minutes drop ins, fifteen minutes doing fakies, fifteen <laughs> minutes on kick turns, and fifteen minutes flat ground. Solid. So I take these kids to like four platforms and just whatever, like help them drop in, help them do fakies on the little quarter pipe, like. I just, I just, like, tried to get it into, like, all right, how can I get through this the fastest and, like, easiest way possible, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, dude, I was, like, cranking. I was doing, like, what, like, 8 to 9, 9 to 10, 10 to 11, 11 to 12, take, like, a two-hour break, and then 3 to 4, 4 to 5, 5 to 6, like, five days a week. So I was just grinding. And it was all, like, new kids. So it was kind of cool because it would be, like, four-year-olds, and then it would be, like, 12-year-olds. And it'd be like eight year olds. And then I'd like teach like 12, 13 year olds, and it wasn't even teaching. I was just like skating flat with them, like just playing <laughs> skate and shit. You know what I mean? So it was like, it was honestly the, the coolest fucking job ever. Like, it was just skating. Like, I just got to skate and just, they paid like really well. And everybody I worked with was like cool as fuck. Everybody killed it that worked there. So it was just like a cool vibe. That's cool. That's like where he started High Rise too. So when he Another, started yeah. High Rise, he was. He was working and teaching lessons at uh, Etney's Park. Mm-hmm. So, like, he just started that shit there, and he started promoing shit. And once you had, like, all those kids... That was like, a great place to, like, really get it, like, a little bit of momentum going. Like, as soon as I started, I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to make sure every kid in the skate park has a high-rise sticker on their board. I'm going to give away free shirts to the locals. Like, get all the local kids hyped, and then they're going to go to school and talk about it, and then it's going to spread, and boom, and boom, and boom. Yeah. So that was a great place to kind of, like, get a nice little, like... Like kickstart, I guess you could say. Yeah, it's good to have like roots in skateboarding like that because you already have a community because you're skating with everyone, everyone's friends, so and exactly. you, they'll support support you, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool, man. I like the skateboard lessons. Uh, I've been doing them. Oh, you're getting another call. Yes. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, we got a fucking Amber alert. 
Oh, sketchy. What what what's it saying? <laughs> I like your shirt. Oh, thanks. This is one of our new uh, 420, 420 drops. <laughs> nice. Right, cool. Should be good now. Sorry about that. Yeah, I love the lessons. Anyways, I love the skate lessons. Uh, I have some with some little girls right now, and they just they listen, and they crush it, and they're brave, and it's sick. I like the lessons because it just reminds me, like, once a week usually – to like get back to the fundamentals and be safe and when i try to explain how skating to someone i have to like think about it from a different angle and show like i have to show them how to place my feet and i don't know it, i think the skateboard lessons help me a lot <laughs> a lot yeah no it's cool it's cool too to like like i would do it for a whole summer and you see you really do like see progression when like the kid comes in he can't even kick flip and then but then the summer he's doing burial flips and whatever hard flips or whatever you know it's kind of cool to like see them like really learn what you you know put out there it's pretty dope yeah like, at young age you can learn so much still you know like when you're in that at that level like you can learn five things in a day yeah you know you could drop in on this ramp and like then you can learn rock like to fakie on this and then you can learn to, you know tail drop off it whatever Whereas, like, nowadays, after you've been skating for 20 years, like, trying to learn new tricks. Oh, like, yeah. You're just fucking deep. <laughs> so it's sick for them, because it's just, like, the the reward is just, like, all coming. I mean, it's rewarding for everybody involved in the, the lesson. Yeah. And then parents. Yeah, I always try to be uh, cautious to, like, not tell them exactly how to do it, but just try to get them rolling, get them to find their balance, and then just show them stuff. And usually, like... Just get let them know it's cool, and I introduce them to people at the park and stuff like that. I never try to really explain anything in full detail, like because I feel like they half the skating half of skating is just figuring it out for yourself. Really, that's like the best part, really. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, just getting them like that little bit of confidence. Like once they go down one ramp, then they're like, oh, okay. Like, I've had so many kids that are just like shitting their pants to go down the smallest ramp, and then they hit it. And they're like, all right, I got this. Like, let's get it. And then they're just like. Just wheeling all around the park, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I focus, like, a lot on just pushing. I'm like, if I can get them pushing straight with a good center of balance in their front foot, like, then at least they can push around and they're going to, like, have fun. That's, like, what it is. I'm like, I feel responsible for their experience into skateboarding, their introduction. I'm like, how can I make it as, like, simple, easy, fun, less pressure, and just to get them in the door so they can have fun, you know? Like, that's, like, it's awesome. It's my favorite thing. It's just like if they're terrified, just I would always have the kids like roll down the ramps in their butts, you know, yeah. just like on the ramp on your butt like 10 yeah, times until so you like have fun. Because that's like one of the even before I really started skating when I was like six or whatever and I got like came up with my first skate, like you know, toy board or whatever, it was just like me and my next door neighbor would just like butt board down our driveways. Sick, like you for sure take the steps and like have fun, you don't gotta just. Dive right into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so some kids will. Yeah. Six year old just drop in. Like, and then you have those kids that are like walking up to the 10 foot trying to, and you're like, no, no, no. Like, <laughs> like slow down. Like, you're not ready. <laughs> you only did a two foot. Don't go to 10. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, some people are just made for destruction. That's all. Like Franklin, right? D. Fuchs. <laughs> like Mike Franklin. <laughs> I fucking love him. I love Mike Franklin, but he just is made for destruction. He's like a human wrecking ball. He doesn't even know it. <laughs> Dude, I want to write a book on him. I told him if nobody does it, I'm going to write a book. It'd be a good book. You're going to title it. I want like, Rob Brink to help me write it. 
Here's the title, Doyle, written by De- Derek Fukuhara and Rob Brink. <laughs> Robert, yeah, thank you. <laughs> I would read the shit out of that book, and I'd help sell it, too. <laughs> Um, what podcast have you been listening to? You've been listening, or yes. Been listening to Tim Ferriss or what? Okay, I haven't listened to Tim in a while, but uh, I've been listening to Star Talk a lot lately. Um, I love Sam Harris's podcast, but like he just doesn't put him out as fast as I'd like. So <laughs> Joe Rogan, obviously, and you know what's sick is uh, on Netflix. Um, Bill Nye has a show again. Bill Nye saves the world, dude. It's fucking sick. That's what it's called. I saw that on there, but I haven't watched it yet. I gotta check that out. Dude, it's sick because Bill Nye is kind of like he's very inspiring. He's but he's also kind of dark. He gets angry, so it's kind of funny. <laughs> Bill Nye just snaps one day, right? He's a little edgy. He's a little edgy, but I like it because he's angry about the right shit, you know. So. uh Bill Nye's a fucking legend, dude. Think yeah. about it. Bill Nye was killing it when we were fucking kids, and there's this resurrection of Bill Nye because he knows how to utilize social media. Well, sci- science. We need science. He's a scientist. He's crushing it. He's he named it. He named it. Bill Nye saves the world, and he's just talking about current shit, and he's just explaining it. Like, here's the science behind it. Like, um, I only watched two episodes, but I was like, this is the best thing on TV that I've watched in a long fucking time, and it's cool because. You know when you watch a movie and then they make a sequel and they fucking change the story and you're like, what the fuck? Like, that's not the story. And they just do it to make it, they think they have to fancy it up. I'm like, just do the same story but update it to this year. You know what I mean? Because you want the same story. You don't want them to fuck with the story. Um, Bill Nye's show is like his old show. It's like the same formula and everything. It's sick, but it's just updated. Crushing it. Um, yeah, Bill Nye Saves the World. Check that. Super solid. Um... Yeah, and that's pretty much it for podcasts. What about you, D? What have you been listening to? I was in the same show. I was in the Aubrey Marcus podcast. I was in the Rogan. I was in the Fighting Kid. Nice. Uh, I've just been reading a bunch, dude. I just finished that Zero to One book like two days ago. It's by Peter Thiel. He's like the co-founder of PayPal. He does like the Founders Fund, which is basically like all these fucking tech investor dudes. It's like their like investors group called the Founders Fund. And then the dudes who like, started PayPal, like, it's like the dream team. Like, one of them went on to, like, start LinkedIn. One went on to start Yelp. Shit. They went on, like, to do everything. Like, they're the fucking GS dudes. I read this dude's book on, like, uh, like notes on startups and, like, how to build the future. And it's all about, like, technology, like, starting companies and, like, technology and going from zero to one as opposed to, like, from one to N. Yeah. But, uh, Solid. That's super interesting. Like, I pretty much talk about that on, like, episodes six through or like five through eight of doobie talk because you're just like that's what you're in the thick of the book so you're like yeah we're gonna talk yeah, about this <laughs> pretty much that's what i've been on but i was in the aubrey marcus podcast he had fucking chris cole on really uh, aubrey marcus the dude who owns like on it.com with the alpha brain and psychonaut like, shit yeah he's like he's such a g he like goes down to the amazon and does ayahuasca and goes to like psychedelic research meeting he just does so much shit dude. but wait like, you said he had chris cole the skateboarder on yeah well, so chris cole on his podcast so i was listening i listened to uh, some of that it was pretty interesting that's sick were they just talking about skating for the most part kind of more of like i think he i think it's a series that he does on his podcast and it's like whenever he has a specific like professional athlete from a different sport 
I think he calls it hacking flow state. Oh, okay. So I think, and then it was like hacking flow state with Chris Cole. But then he'll have like hacking flow state with Cowboy Donald or Donald Cerrone or whatever. You know I, I just mean. wanted to know if Chris Cole was doing mushrooms and ayahuasca and shit. <laughs> 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 He's just out in street league tripping balls while skating it. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> so Dude, someone's done it. Cody. Uh, yeah, that's called Evan Smith. Yeah, <laughs> true. Like a handful of mushrooms and doing kickflip back lip on the fucking neck high rail at the dime contest. Yeah, he just goes Rain Man for sure. <laughs> okay, Aaron, what what do you consume? What type of media do you consume? Similar to Derek, uh, Fighter and the Kid, Rogan. I just started this new one, though, that I would recommend to you because I know you're kind of asking about um, doing, like, the advertising and stuff. And it's called uh, The Art of Paid Traffic. Nice. And I just started listening to it, like, three or four days ago, and I'm already just, like, looking so much. Um, I mean, it's kind of boring if it's very it's, – it's strictly about, you know, advertising on Facebook and Instagram. So if that's what you're into, I'd recommend it. If not, it's kind of – I'd be kind of boring, but <laughs> yeah. if you're trying to learn about it, like, totally would recommend that. Nice. What about... talk about on this podcast, because that's what Aaron's been, like, like, found the formula to online, like, social media marketing, running ads on Facebook and Instagram. Like, he's figured out, like, getting the cents per click, like, ten times lower than the average. So, like... We're paying like seven cents per click as opposed to thirty or forty cents per click. Yeah, yeah. So much traffic in the sales, and we're we're like just started this new brand two months ago. That's like, depending on how much money this dude wants to dump into it, we could do ten grand a day in sales, and we have the company fucking up for two months. So, and most your advertising would be online. It's just online. Do you do any print or any other form of advertising? So, like, literally about eight months ago, I started kind of dabbling with these ads and dabbling on Facebook and Instagram, and within probably a month and a half, I was able to triple our sales, Um, and then from there, we started a new brand, and I was able to just skyrocket our followers, our sales, everything, traffic, all that, so I just pretty much like, all right, I'm going to fucking just really try to learn how to do this the best that I can, and Every night, just go home and read and try to just learn new strategies and tips. And it's a lot of testing and a lot of, uh, like, you have to, it's really just a lot of testing. You have to test a lot of different things from your content to your audience to your budget to the time you post to there's a million factors. Yeah. It's a lot of testing. So over the last, like, eight months, I've just been, like, really trying to get as good as I can at these ads. And I've gotten it, like, pretty ridiculous. We'll be paying, like, Sometimes three cents, sometimes two cents for a click. Nice. So I drive, you know, thousands and thousands of people to our website for very, very, very little money. Yeah, that's sick. Did you feel like it's similar to, did you did you do that with YouTube as well? Did you just fully like go, hey, I'm going to learn how to master the YouTube? <laughs> because you guys uh, seem like, you seem like you have a solid stuff going on. With YouTube, we got kind of lucky, like, um... So we started the YouTube channel to promote our clothing brand, The High Rise. And the idea for the YouTube channel originally was this show called Two Girls, One Bong. So we brought these two chicks together because there was um, a couple other YouTube channels up that were just literally like, I'm going to 
uh, smoked 40 bong hits in 10 minutes, just like viral crazy weed challenges. And people were watching, and they were getting crazy views. But it was just kind of these, like, dorky, weird dudes, you know? So I'm like, like a stereotypical 90s toner. Yeah. Perfect. You know, shot with, like, an out-of-focus GoPro 1. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, all right, we need to get, you know, a couple cute chicks up here doing what these people are doing and just do it, you know, a little doper. Genius. So within, fuck, within, like, maybe 10 episodes, it was just... People were just eating it up like crazy. We got 100,000 subscribers in the first, like, six months, all organically. Wow. And literally one weekend, we got 35,000 subscribers because one of our videos got featured on someone else's, uh, like, recommended video to watch on one of the other big weed channels that I was trying to emulate. Our video got posted on there. So all their audience immediately saw our shit, and we just, boom. Two days, it was like 35, 36,000 subscribers. Thank you. So like, the phone was just going crazy. It was like, it was insane. So, like, they really were able to just kind of like propel that. We didn't literally spend any money on advertising or anything like that on the YouTube. Amazing. In did did you have any other jobs besides skateboard lessons in this? Um, I mean, I was always kind of like savvy on the computer like Derek was saying like back in the day I would like do a lot of like videos and edits and film and like I was always just filming skating and making edits and like I was on YouTube like fuck back in the day making videos and uploads and getting like decent views and stuff like that um but then from there it was just kind of like skateboarding lessons and I tried the whole like college thing for a little bit but it didn't really work out so I just kind of stopped doing that why why weren't why weren't you into it um I mean, it was, I mean, I just, like, I have a hard time, like, paying attention to shit that I'm not interested in. Like, you could try to sell me on shit all day, but if I'm not interested, like, I just genuinely have a hard time, like, listening or, like, paying attention. And I just felt like I wasn't, like, learning anything, really. Just anything useful. Anything that I was going to want to do down the line. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, like, taking anthropology and fucking criminal justice and, like, all this shit. Yeah, it's great. I'm learning. It's cool. Whatever. But I'm not going to use any of this shit. Yeah. Like, for what I want to do, it's just it's not useful. So I just kind of, like, that. And then I, I, I'm not very good at, uh, like, algebra and stuff like that. And that was, like, the main class I needed to get by to get my general ed or whatever and struggling. So yeah, <laughs> kind of like a mixture of those things was kind of <laughs> like the downfall. My my thing with the the whole school thing is like the time structure. I just hate being on other people's time. It's like yeah. it's nice when you can be on your own time and at your own pace and rhythm. Like not a lot of people get that in this world. I'm realizing that it's sad. It's fucking sad to me that most people live on other people's schedules and times. Like most people, their lives are scheduled by other people. It's fucking insane to me. Damn, yeah, that is. <laughs> sorry to get sorry to get heavy, but damn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you do you watch the news at all? Do you, does any of that scare you? Are you optimistic of the future, Derek? This is a, this is directed at you as well. Um, I mean, it just depends on my mood. But like, I'm starting to realize like the last like eight months or nine months, I've been going like pretty hard, like working and then also doing extracurricular work and starting brands with Aaron and just going harder, or whatever. And I feel optimistic when I'm working hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, when you're working hard and you, like, see see the reward or whatever. And I, like, talk about this on our, our podcast that we dropped today. 
in that book, he talks about like there's definite optimism, indefinite optimism, definite pessimism, and indefinite uh, pessimism. And it's basically like if you're like uh, definitely optimistic, it's because you're like working hard, so you know you feel like things are gonna work out. Yeah. You know. Your emotion. Indefinite optimism is like you're not really doing anything. You're like, I guess it's gonna work out. You're not. You don't fully believe. You believe it's gonna work, but you're not like doing anything. It's like playing the lottery. You're like, it's gonna work out. I swear. (laughs) You're barely doing anything. You're just giving your money to someone else. (laughs) You're not building anything. You're not creating anything. You're just giving your money to someone and hope that you know you're gonna win. You're optimistic. because I've been fucking working super hard and I've been like seeing reading a lot and like feeling mentally stronger so I feel optimistic and but I also don't watch any of that shit so it's hard dude it's fucking hard oh I'll get into it in a second Aaron what knowing that it's bullshit even knowing that it's bullshit yeah knowing all fucking terror tactics and it's all the sell ads and it's all uh, trying to turn us against each other, the right versus the left, like team this team versus that team, Lakers versus Celtics, like that's all. All of it is is to just make everybody against each other. That and I, I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to watch that shit. So when I just, I feel like we just keep our heads down here and fucking work. That's what I was gonna say. Like I don't have time. Like I, I've, I don't even remember the last time I watched the news or anything like that. Like, I get my news from literally Instagram and Facebook. That's how I get my news. Like, I wake up in the morning and, like, scroll. I'm like, all right, what's happening? You know? I get my news from Kind of, like, kid. current events or whatever. I get mine from Chin. Kid or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Chin brings the heat, dude. Yeah. yeah, I feel that way. The only thing that I watch, though, is, like, Donald Trump has a YouTube channel. <laughs> it's called... <laughs> It's called Donald Trump speeches and press conferences. So it's every meeting that Donald Trump, his vice president, his henchmen have with like other leaders. And it's fucking insane to watch. They're like, I don't know. It's crazy. If you want to watch it and trip out, go ahead. Because you're going to hear what the leadership and the people that are in charge are saying with other people. Like I watched an interview with Donald Trump. I think it was Donald Trump. No, it was the vice president. Is it Mr. Pence? Is that the man? Him... And the South Korean uh, leader, they were just talking about North Korea and the, the problems and all that shit. And literally he said, the guy, the vice president was like, North Korea, let's not test the United States might like or like army or whatever. I was like, holy shit. Like, it's just, it's like reality TV, basically. I'm like watching it. And he actually looked like a Clint Eastwood type too. So it kind of fit the story and narrative. And he's talking about how they're going to make China take care of North Korea and shit. It's such a good story. There's such good stories. Dude, we should do a fucking Trump companion podcast. <laughs> we just get high as fuck and we just watch that YouTube and then we yeah. talk about it. Yeah, it's up. They're they're posting videos daily too, just, just so you know. Like, they're creating content. They're going hard. They're like high-rise. They're like the high-rise right now. <laughs> it's insane. I'm like, this is an operation. This is 2017. This is how people are communicating and connecting. Like, even the president, you know what I mean? Like, it's insane. <laughs> but it is crazy to see that, like, 2017 and the president's on Twitter talking shit. Talking the biggest troll on Twitter is our president. Dude, it terrifies me. It's like, 
But at that same time, I'm like, I've been watching all these old history shows. Like, there was some on Netflix, and they just went through all the series and, I mean, all the generations. And it's like, every generation has some crazy shit up and down and up and down and up and down. And the stories are intense and seem like the world's going to end. What's crazy to think is we've already been through world wars. Like, I'm so glad that hasn't happened again, but we've survived that. That's kind of trippy to think about. I mean, that's kind of going back to the optimism thing, like... Like I feel pessim like pessimism towards that because every generation experiences something fucked up. Whether it's the Great Depression, whether it's World War One, whether it's World War Two, whether it's Vietnam. Like I don't consider to- for us Desert Storm or nine eleven to be that thing for our generation. You know what I mean? And like yeah, we got the internet, but like I like I feel like we're gonna still see some. We got the internet. <laughs> we're not immune to this shit. It's not gonna skip our generation. Well, we went through the Great Recession. That's our, that's our thing, right? <laughs> yeah, right. We're just gonna use that. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I wanted to come out of that, man. That sucked for a lot of people. That was super heavy, and uh, I'm I'm hoping people are trying to come out of that. That's why I was like, that's why that's why I was super interested in the high rise and Aaron and what you guys are doing. Is because, you know, coming out, you start in the thick of a recession and you're trying to rebuild and figure out how to build a brand in America again. You know, like the whole paradigm changed, like from magazines and um, DVDs and like advertising, everything used to be locked down, you know. And now it kind of, the internet shattered all the, now we just had the internet to figure out how to do it, basically. That's what I feel like happens. That's what's happening. Yeah, it feels like the exciting times where it's like, here's a bunch of technology, figure out how to build a brand and connect and gain a following and share what you know and like, um, I don't know, it's fucking crazy. Do you, did you feel like you were doing that, just experimenting the whole time, Aaron? Like when you're doing this, when you started it and just like, yeah. there's no 100%. formula, right? There was no formula straight after a recession. 100%, like when I first started, it was like kind of when... I think Instagram, like, just started or something like that. That's crazy. And it was, like, always, like, phases. Like, it's always something. Like, when we first started, we got over on Instagram. And, like, I'm always, like, the dude that's just, like, working on the internet, like, trying to find shit and, like, whatever. So I'd find this software for Instagram that could go in and just... It was called a like bot. Yeah. So go in and just like people's shit, comment, whatever. But it wasn't, like, the ones they have today. Yeah. This like bot had no fucking parameters on it, so I, it would literally just go fucking ham. So I would just set this thing and it would like like a million photos in like two days. Whoa! So I was getting like ten thousand followers every couple of days, like fifty, sixty orders a day, like just like zero, literally going from zero to a hundred just by like implementing the software. Heavy. It was cracking for like three or four months, and then Instagram shut it down. <laughs> but I got like thirty thousand followers and like a ton of like built like a nice platform off of that. Um, and then from there is, yeah, just a lot of experimenting and just trying different things. And even to this day, like Derek said, it's still just fucking that's all we do. That's, that's all a, we, yeah, that's all, all we do is. is experiment. And it's, that's the beauty of the, of the internet is like you, you can make your little project and then you can put it out there for people to see and you can see exactly how it performs as opposed to back in the day where it's like, Ooh, I'm going to throw 40 K into this ad campaign. Yeah. Let's if people buy our shit, like now we can like now you can do it without even without even making a product. You could be selling. Yeah. You could fucking have a mock-up on your website and be taking in pre-orders. And you don't even have a product. Yeah. And you're just selling through your phone. Like it's insane how easy it is now. You know. Yeah. 
I feel like it's going to become more common and common, like, it, I don't know, with the automation and shit like that. If, I don't know in our lifetime, I don't know how long this shit's going to take, but if it's going that direction where machines are going to take up a lot of jobs, people are going to have to figure out a way to, like, almost monetize their passion or something they care about, something so like, so I don't know. Maybe in that sense we're trailblazing and trying to find a way to do it, you know? I don't know. I hope. That's how I look at it with, like, the all I need thing is, like, I just want to, like, see if we can find a way to, like, live what you love and keep that thing growing, you know? Like, for me, that's skating. For other people, it's whatever. So, I don't know. We're in a weird time, dude. It's fucking strange. How old are you, Aaron? Uh, Actually, my birthday's tomorrow. I'm about to be 28 tomorrow. (laughs) Damn. What what did your parents do for work? Um, so, my... My real dad. Uh, you're only 28. That's so crazy that you're only 28 and you're already at it. That's so sick. Yeah, it's been a while. I mean, it's been about what we were just talking about today. It's been like five and a half, five, about five and a half years. And literally every year is just, I look back on the last year and I'm like, what the fuck was I doing? Like every year is such a learning curve. It's so many experiences and like so much shit happens every year that every year I'm just like, wow. So I just look at everything as a learning experience and just trying to learn from my mistakes and like whatever we fucked up on that year. Like, all right, next year that's not going to happen. And just always trying to learn and grow. Yeah. Uh, so that, you know, when I'm 10 years from now, hopefully I have everything, you know, not everything figured out, but I'll have, make a lot less mistakes than I'm making now and kind of have more things, you know, dialed in. What did your parents do? Um, like, I, like my uh, my real dad started this vending machine company maybe like 15 years ago or something like that and basically he just uh, I'm not really too sure to be honest I know the gist of it the gist of it is he puts vending machines in all these different fucking apartment complexes and stuff like that and he just has like hundreds of these machines that he just puts all over and just kind of goes and goes to Costco and buys the shit for super cheap and just and have someone fill up all the machines and every week just goes and collects and just kind of does the same thing. Yeah, there's a dude like that at the skate park. He comes and collects the machine and all that stuff. Yeah. Sick. So, yeah, that's like what, what uh, my real dad does. And then my stepdad is kind of a funny story. My stepdad's the captain of police. Whoa, gnarly. <laughs> Which is like pretty funny because I have a fucking weed brand. <laughs> but it's super dope because he's super fucking supportive and he'll, he'll like wear all this shit to work. Wow. Like we made like Mary Jane 2016 like campaign signs for the election and he like took them to work and was like putting them up and like took him into meetings with a big fucking weed leaf shirt on and like nobody could say shit to him because he's like one of the head dudes or whatever. But it's like pretty funny like I just have this big weed brand, and my dad's like fucking captain of police. Or whatever. <laughs> they never, ha- he never had any problems with it. None of your parents. Oh, I mean, when I was younger, hundred percent, like lots of problems. I mean, like a, a decent amount of problems, I guess you could say. Like seventeen, eighteen, just me being a dumbass, smoking weed and partying and whatever. They weren't really having it, but they're like uh, tone has changed a lot in the last, you know, five to ten years as they've just kind of seen. The progression of marijuana, the legalization, more more people are using it. They realize it's not as bad as it really is. And they see me fucking doing all these businesses and doing all this stuff and working super hard. And I'm stoned as fuck every day while I do it. So it's like, can't be that bad, you know? So they're like starting to, you know, adapt to it and kind of get a little like warmer to the idea now. So it's not really an issue now. <laughs> yeah, that used to be a big fucking stereotype that like stoners are lazy. 
And it's like, no, yeah, just 100%. some lazy people smoke weed too. You know what I mean? Because like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm the same way. I smoke a lot of weed, but I'm like super, yeah. I'm very, I'm much like you. I like to get shit done and work and, yeah. and feel the fruits of, enjoy the fruits of labor, you know? So right. weed yeah. just intensifies that. It makes me want to do more cool, you know, I'm just a little stoned. I'm like, yeah, I'll keep going. Like, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> it's kind of like that with skating. It's like that. I like it for skating too. Plus, it's great for my uh, my arthritis. I have, like, bone on bone in my knee and fucking aches and pains everywhere from skating for fucking far too long. <laughs> but uh, it helps with that, the inflammation and stuff. I actually just got back from skating. Before this, I went and shredded a little bit, got nice and sweaty. And, uh, yeah, I went to the edge because it's raining out today. But, uh... Th- yeah, there's a solid crew there. A bunch of young dudes were shredding and uh, set up this sketchy, like, uh, bank-to-bench thing. And I was filming a little bit. I've been filming a lot. I mean, it's been my thing. I got a gar- I got a Karma Grip with a GoPro 4, I believe, or a Hero 4. And I've just been romping this thing. You guys seen those gimbals? The, like, GoPro gimbal? It's so sick. Yeah, I think so. I've seen, like, iPhone gimbals are crazy. Yeah, they, I have the GoPro version or whatever for the Hero, and it, it's so sick to film lines because it's so steady and smooth, so it all, it all comes out amazing. Like, I'll be filming a line and, like, fall off my board and be running, and it looks just as stable. It's ridiculous. No way. Yeah, it's like cheating. It's like cheating for filming. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't even have to hold the shit steady anymore. You just fucking point it in the right direction. Dude, I remember filming, I had a VX21 with, like, the Deathlands and the fucking light, all nice. that shit. I remember filming our homie Brett for, like, hours on end, like, literally four or five hours at a time, and that thing fucking weighs, like, 20 pounds by the time all that shit's on there, man. Like, I remember my arm and wrist just, like, fuck, this shit's brutal, man. And then that HVX, like... The one with the huge dinner plate fisheye that's, like, yeah. that big, that thing. Yo, those guys. Joe Krolik's out there in Tampa Pro, like, holding his back with that thing, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, their wrists and their backs and shit, they're all fucked up. To hold that camera for that long, like, with how many times I'm gonna bail, you need to get, like, a back brace and some knee pads. <laughs> 100%. Get comfortable down there. <laughs> did, you ever, did you ever try to be sponsored, Aaron? Did you go for the gold? You yeah, had a couple sponsors at one point. Nice. Crazy. Like, I was alright. No, go ahead, Brad. I I go ahead. I say I was okay at skating, but I wasn't anything like crazy. Here's here's an Aaron line. Back 180, fakey 5-0, first trick. Damn. And then half cap, back 5-0, revert. Nice. Fakey tray, because you got to do the flat ground trick <laughs> after. <laughs> that was like a line that is in one of like the montages that I saw the other I have like a couple of like random video parts and shit on yeah. on YouTube somewhere. Maybe but... start a line with back when he fakey 5-0. That's heavy. Yeah, you <laughs> come out the gate swinging. Who, who did, you, did you get some flow from anyone? Just like fucking active and fucking... Just like local shop shit, nothing crazy. A couple of random board companies, nothing ever like you know, nothing legit, nothing you know. I wasn't on like Girl or Chocolate or fucking. <laughs> like I was always like, that's how like I found out about Derek too, like because I was a little skate rat and I like looked up to Derek. Like Derek was like the fucking me too, like the man in Orange. Like he was like the gnarliest dude. So we we're always like, fuck, like Derek's killing it. Like yeah, so, like that's like how. And then like we started skating together and all that shit, but. Yeah, I had my I had my little board sponsor here and there. <laughs> what about what about injuries? Anything gnarly, or you get out easy? So the the, the worst or 
I mean, yeah, nothing crazy. Probably the worst injury was working at Etnies, and I was in the pool, uh, one of the big bowls or whatever, and it was raining. I wasn't even skating. Right. And I go to run up the, the wall of the pool to get out, and both of my feet slip out from under me, and I just smack my face and knock out my front tooth. Oh, fuck you, so right? Oh. Knocked out my front tooth, like, fat bump on my head. I was knocked out for, like, a couple seconds. Like, probably got a concussion and shit. You... Um, I had to get five different um, dental. I had to go to dentist five times. I had to get a root canal, like, all this shit. But somehow I never broke a bone, never had stitches. It was always just, like, rolled ankles and shit like that. But I ne- knock on wood, like, never broke anything. Jump down shit. Like biggest, I was gonna say like biggest thing I ever see like a ten or like. But that's whatever. like the biggest thing ever. Smart, yeah. smart, <laughs> fucking wicked smart of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got taken out. I was always skating like ledges and flat bars and shit like that. You got taken out not even skating, just trying to run out of a wet pool. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I'd be so pissed. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Did you used to win a bunch of product? This fool used to, like, early, early internet shit. This dude used to, like, send in montages and shit and win contests. Like, random internet contests. Fuck like, yeah. Like, yeah, there's, like, this website called Real Comp, like, back in the day. And they were trying to, they were trying to be, like, a fucking... Um, skate perception or something. Yeah, they were trying to be, like, a skate perception type website or, like... I don't know, whatever. They had this contest, like a video contest, like upload your best edit. And so like, I made this like trippy edit and like I, I skated with people that were like way better than me. So I was filming like our homie Brett do like loop slide nose blunt 270 on a curve ledge. And like, I had like Derek clips, like Nolly Hill crook a fucking hand or like whatever. I had good shit, like good footage. Um, so it was like a homies montage and like I edited all trippy and like passed the first round, like won some product. Second round, I won 500 bucks. Damn. Third round, it was supposed to be a G, but they just never paid me. Motherfuckers. Um, and I got to the finals, and I lost up against this other video. It was just a clip of, like, this Brazilian dude just, like, skating a bowl. And, like, it was, I mean, it was cool, whatever. It was, like, 30 seconds. But this dude just created a bunch of fake accounts and voted for himself. Oh, wow. Like, did like, and shit. So <laughs> that's, that was my downfall. But <laughs> Cheaters never win, <laughs> bro. Yeah. Fucking 500 bucks in the mail for a little shitty edit I made. I was like, damn, this is pretty cool. Like, <laughs> yeah, it pays to have homies that are shredding. Like, hell yeah. yeah really. <laughs> <laughs> well, Derek, how's how's uh how's Jen? She's chilling. She's in Texas right now. What's she doing out there? She's visiting her sister in San Antonio. So people are pissed. They don't get their donuts for a week. <laughs> yeah, what's new with Caffeinated Kitchen? What's going on? Same shit. She's just. Fucking making so many donuts. My friends deli- delivering for her like pretty much five, six days a week. Sick. But she needs to like figure out the next move. Still, everybody who's like listens to our podcast is like, "Yo, bro, your girl needs to fucking figure it out." <laughs> <laughs> it's like the same thing every time the podcast. Like, same shit. She's just like pretty much maxed out of cooking out of the house, and she needs to figure out. She's got to make a move. Next step of getting into either renting a space or getting her own space that's a big step though i can see why she'd have a reservation it's nerve-wracking it could put her in debt like 50 to 100k just to get it depending on what she wants to do you know so yeah but business is there like there's people all the time that like want to invest in her and they know that her shit cracks but i'm like you just gotta strike when the iron's hot you know you don't want somebody else to come in there's like a couple 
people, I mean, not her market with the vegan donuts, but there's been like a couple little like little cafes popping up and they're doing their own pastries and shit. So, yeah, yeah, that's great. That's good. I'm glad things are going forward. I'm, I mean, I'm glad she's got it going and it's grown. Uh, for sure, that'd be sick to. She's gonna have to figure out a hustle, dude. There's got to be some next move that might. Cause I was, I'm always wary of like making a huge investment. It's very scary. Like a lot of times too, you gotta learn how to make those moves organically, and uh, you gotta find ways to hustle it, you know, and and get those inches, you know. Not all, but sometimes you hit that point where you're like, all right, I got it's all or nothing. I gotta go in right here. <laughs> like with 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 the. Uh... All I need was like your initial startup because you didn't get investors, right? No, yeah, I started with just um, what I had in my bank account. Like, I just had a chunk of change. It wasn't even that much, you know, it was a couple thousand dollars. And I was just like, okay, I got to put this into what I need, right? And you got to put this into skateboarding because it was around the time when the recession's going on and all this stuff. And I could just see all these brands dropping out and people losing their sponsors. And we went through that. And I was just like, I don't know. I feel like skateboarding. If you live it, you, if you love it, you should invest in it. You know what I mean? And that was like, I was like, all right, I'm gonna invest in what I think my version of skating is. And then I met, I got all the kids involved and people that ride for me. And then I was like, well, you take, you you kind of take all I need and internalize it and share it with your community and what it means to you. You know? And I don't know. I just to me, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna invest in this. But I was very fucking scared to invest a lot of money. You know? Because I don't have it. I was just like, I could take out a loan. I could do all this. But I was like, I'm going to start at the beginning and try to learn it all from the from the ground up. Literally from the ground up. Like, very little money. Just get in and make moves. You know what I mean? And figure it out. Learn, like you were saying, Aaron. You, mistakes happen and shit. And you just, you got to find the money or you got to find the move and find the, you got to keep at it no matter what. Like, that's been my thing. Is like, all I need is skateboarding. I can't let that down, you know? Like, skating. And that was my thing with the brand is like, when I was 13 and I found skating, it literally changed my life. You know this, D. We talk about it. Like, I found skateboarding and I was that little kid that needed something like like that to latch onto. to save my life. And so I started skating and I, I just kept that in my life every day. That was every move I ever made was like, how do I keep skating in my life? And how can I do it more? Because this is the thing that makes me happy and gives me community and all these epic people. And, like, that's been my move with... It's, like, I don't... With, when it comes to failure, I'm, like... I only fail if I don't just keep trying to find a way. Like, you, you know what I mean? Exactly, yeah. You exactly. can't fail if you It's don't about the war, not the battle, too, you know? I think You're he like, would... I know I'm not gonna fucking lose this war. Because yeah. I'm just... You know, I might win a couple of these battles, but ultimately, at the end of the day... And, and honestly, it's your life. We're spending our time, our energy, our thoughts, our our life into these things that we're creating you know what I mean? the high rises you guys a lot of you guys your time and energy and sweat so it's like it only fails if you guys give up you know like that's why you hear about a lot of bands and companies breaking up because people have arguments or fall apart or some hardship happens or whatever or some people just have it in their head they quit before they get there and or they lose interest like it's so crazy to me I don't know. I figured if I made the thing I loved my business, I would find a way to make it work, you know? Like, it seems... Was there ever a point in your life, maybe when you were, like, in your mid-20s or something, where you were like, fuck, like, I, I don't know if I'm, how long I'm going to be able to do this skate shit, like, I gotta fucking, should I figure something else out? Or did you know the whole time it was going to work out? I, I didn't know it was going to work out, but I definitely wasn't, like... 
I never had the sense of like I need to get a normal job. I never needed security, I guess, because you know. You've been, you yeah you. Already seen it all. Yeah, like the bottom. I've, I've been to the bottom in a lot of aspects in my family and things that have happened. And like, I've had the rug pulled out from under me a lot. So I already am like, well, I've, I'm <laughs> I've worked my way up from the bottom. You know what I mean? So I don't know. To me, it's just like, and that's why I always say inches add up because that's been my my approach. And I'm sure a lot of people, you just go slow and steady. And when you find a problem, you find a way to move over it. You don't just brush it under the fucking carpet. You find a way to resolve it and move forward. That way you don't keep making the same mistakes. So that's like a thing in life, but that's also business. You know what I mean? You know I mean? So I don't know. I like that. Um, you. That's why I like the podcast. I'm hyped you guys are doing a podcast because you guys, there's depth to the brand and, and the fact that you guys are aware of what you're doing and you can communicate about it. And that's, that's awesome. That gives depth to a brand. It's not just the show about smoking weed or humor. It's like a well-rounded, um, story and characters. It's awesome. Um, kind of like what we were lacking was like something we wanted to do this year more was like, tell the story and kind of give the backstory of the high rise. And cause a lot of people don't even know, they don't know who the owner is. They don't know who Derek is. They don't know who, they don't know who anyone is. They just know the two chicks on the YouTube channel. They think that they're the ones that own the brand and that they're the ones that do like edit all the videos and shoot all the content and like so they're like what and then we kind of like show the story and like no we have a whole warehouse and we do other things and it's just cool because we can kind of showcase like all the shit that's going on like day to day we have so much shit that we're always doing or trying to do so we always have shit to talk about and we're always doing so much shit so we're always learning a lot so yeah we always have like lessons to kind of you know yeah, share, share experiences to share or like like the podcast we listen to or the books that i read like like I said, our, our audience is 15 to 26 year old stoner kids. Nice. Like watching our show, you know? <laughs> so, like, probably not going to fucking Harvard. Yeah. So, like, let's give them value, dude. Like, let's, you know, let's fucking teach them some shit. Like, look, you could be an entrepreneur. You can start your own business. Like, Aaron's doing all this shit and he's 22 years old. You yeah. Know? Yeah. You guys do this shit. Like, if you're interested in something and you want to put your mind to it, like, the tools are there. It's just like, kind of just regurgitating like and it's kind of like learn. motivating like trying to trying to like inspire people to like Derek was saying like you could do your own shit like one of our recent episodes we talked about how you could start your brand for less than $250 in one day and we gave real advice on how to do this so some kid that's watching this can legitimately do this yeah so we're just trying to kind of like share what we've learned and try to just like help that kid that might be watching and see us doing shit and him be like I want to do shit like I want to do something like that like you know what I mean that's kind of what we're that's like the end goal you know I like it I, I like it that's awesome and uh the podcast is a good that's the way to do it huh that's sick and and it might some of those kids that are stoner kids they might just come over to that side as they get older or as they you know what I mean they're like start to hear that and start to go oh yeah that's the, I start thinking about it a little bit more and more I mean that's what I'm saying I think that's going to happen a lot more is people are going to have to start their own brands or their own hustles and find a way to monetize it something they enjoy because if the automation and all that shit comes even if it's a generation the next generation you know what I mean like I don't know do you guys think about that shit the technology and automation or am I the only one <laughs> no, that's, that's that whole book I just read like that uh, zero to one book he's basically talking about like going zero to one is like innovating and doing something that changes like the world and that's has to involve technology 
Yeah. Like going one to N is like starting a niche brand. Well, you know well, what I mean? Like, well, okay, let I'm me do it that person to go niche but to go zero to one like you have to do some shit where you involve technology you know what i mean where you're yeah. making like clothes like that like you're combining watches with the fucking iphone to make an apple iWatch. yeah you know? well let so me how, how far off do you this is going to take us off to a sidetrack but how far off are we from like real change with it you know what i mean they keep talking about all um Autonomous. We talked about it in the book, dude. It's like two. It's like 2050. I forgot. It's like not that close. It's like he talks about it. What about what about autonomous cars? How far off do you think that is, Derek? That's close. You Apple th- just uh, announced that they're gonna do it. Yeah. But for everybody, but for the general public, that's what, is it gonna be like? Just like because right now they have it, but it's like who who the fuck has it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Rich people, bro. Just slowly gonna roll that out over the next like ten to fifteen years. Yeah, I, mean, I guess. Yeah, I wonder. That would be trippy though if in our lifetimes we actually saw the impl- implementation. Implementation. What's that? Yeah, for sure that we don't even know about. Just wait ten years. Who knows? You know, yeah. it's fucking at this rate. Next question: Do you think Donald Trump has so much confidence and arrogance because he has an inner? He has a computer. That's telling them all the answers. They figured out an algorithm, and the, it, the computer does it all. So he's just super confident and cocky as fuck because he's like he knows everything we don't. <laughs> I think I don't know. That's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> he just he just he's is in bed. Trolling yeah. all of us so hard, teasing us. <laughs> he just has this ultimate box in his in the office that's just like Donald Trump's. Like, what's the solution? And then he goes in there and just nails it all the time. Or he just fucking went in there and they told him the actual truth behind everything, and he's like, "Nothing matters. Let's just go talk shit to everybody." <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's beyond aliens and nuclear war. You, you fucking civilians would have no idea what really is going on right now. So I'm just gonna go out there and just make fun of everybody because nothing matters. Yeah, <laughs> terrifying, terrifying. Well, you should watch that YouTube channel. Eat <laughs> and watch that shit yeah. I'll be terrified. It's entertaining as fuck, but it's just like, I don't know. Right now, the world seems to be like, it's like bizarro world. I don't know, though. It's <laughs> I feel like everyone just knows it's like a sham. They're like, all right, so we could literally put any type of figurehead, a president in, you know? But, like, the same people are going to run the country. But then but then everyone's like, you should vote, you should vote. That's why Donald Trump's in. This shit's so confusing to me because everyone's saying the opposite. And they're competing and we ended up with this guy, and I'm like... I think Trump is just... I think all it is is he's incredibly good at marketing. He's ahead of everyone on marketing. He knows exactly what... He knows what you want to hear. He knows what the general public wants to hear. He's going to go out there while they're doing a debate and call the other guy a nerd. He's like, you're a fuck... Whatever he knows it's going to get the headline. He's going to get the headline. He's the PR fucking... He's just like Kanye West. Like, Kanye West fucking knows what to say. He knows how to rile shit up and get fucking attention on himself. Just yeah. like Donald Trump, it's like fucking. Okay, it's, it's like cash me outside. It's every like, shit. Yeah. It's just a bunch of trolls. Or He's just got that shit down to a science. And so, he knows it. so then maybe we should all just admit that it's a fucking game because he's figured out how to play it, and 100%. anyone can figure it out. So is that what a democracy is? Anybody? But he's still rich. It'd be funny if like a really poor person could get in there, <laughs> yeah. right? Like a homeless dude just rises up, the fucking Jesus. We need oils, everybody into the presidency. We we need a Jesus that character that wants to be political. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> 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 
that would be crazy. Like, if it's another rich person, I'm kind of like, eh. But I guess that makes sense because the whole thing, America's a big business, right? It's the American hustle, the American, the dream. They, that was what it was. It was like the American dream and then the dream was shattered because of the bullshit. <laughs> so it's that, I don't know, trips me out. But it's weird because it like still is the dream because there's like still so much opportunity out here for people from other countries, you know? Yeah. But it is the bullshit at the same time. Yeah, well, I think we have to redefine it because the American dream bursted with all the house housing market when everyone's dream bursted there and then like the bubble effect. Like the American dream bursted there. Like when, because I grew up in the projects and the American dream, I never fucking saw it. I was like struggling and my family was struggling and, uh, I saw the American Dream on TV. You see it on TV, right? You see it in, like, go to a nice neighborhood. You see it. But then even those people were affected. The middle class, it all bursted. Those bubbles bursted and fucked everybody. So now it needs to change. It needs to be, like, the American experience, where people actually experience the dream that they dreamt. You know what I mean? Like, they actually live it. Because before, it was kind of, it seemed like they just sold everybody a dream, and then they just took it all back. Because they're like, oh, sorry, we don't have the money. <laughs> like... We, we fucked up. The banks all fucked up. The banks are like, oops, sorry, we gave out. Because <laughs> this, I feel like it's the same shit with like rap. Yeah. Or with like sometimes skateboarding. You know what I mean? It's like it's just marketing. Going back to what you're saying, it's marketing a democracy. It's marketing the American dream. It's marketing the rap dream. Where like rappers are out here like with their fucking double cup in front of a Ferrari that's not theirs, in front of a bunch of money that's not theirs, a bunch yeah. of fucking chicks that they're paying to be there, and then everybody just wants to live that lifestyle. They're, like, skating, marketing this, like, crazy fucking pro skater lifestyle, but it's, like, meanwhile, fucking 90% of pro skaters are working a job. Yeah, you know? maybe. And it's, like, it's just the dream. It's just selling the dream. And, and it's, like... America's failed on that, but, like, every industry is selling their, you know, that's marketing, I guess, right? Like, that's just advertising. You're just selling your culture. Yeah, but it has to be real in some sense. Some people just fake it till they make it. You know, Like, they 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 follow trends, and they, they try to, like, be what they want it to be, but they're not actually working for it. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like they gave out a lot of shit in America, and then when you, you know, then they took it all back. People wanted houses more than they could afford them, you know? But then these people gave them the news to hang themselves. They're like, yeah, sure. You can have it. It's the American dream. We're supposed to be the best na- best country in the world. You you deserve it. Like, And then, you know what I mean? They pulled it out. It's insane. It's uh, Now it has to be real. That's what my thing is. I, like, I just want everything that I aspire for to be real at, on some level. Even if it's... Because I don't just... We don't all just aspire for bazillions of dollars. Like, money's nice and stature's nice and shit. But, like... Joy, fulfillment, happiness daily is, like, something that we could ob- obtain, you know, without even having to sell that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you could just live it and be happy. <laughs> exactly. It's hard, dude. It's hard. And there's so many fucking outlets now on social media and the internet. People are living so much time online. It's insane. And I'm sure they're going to try to find a way to monetize that and make it, like, a full experience, you know? Like, people living in worlds i see it with video games it scares me because i'm like there's the people live in video games they work come home and they just go in their world and little kids are creating full worlds in video games and minecraft and shit they're building like and they're communicating and talking with each other in virtual space it's like um they're like little creators they're gonna take over where, where we leave off it's so crazy to think about that 
they're gonna have way crazier skills too. I watch little kids now, and I'm looking them online. I'm like, these people, when when they inherit the earth, when they're forty, thirty, forty, the world's gonna be crazy looking, or at least this artificial world that whatever they're doing and building is gonna be insane. It's gonna get deeper and deeper. Sorry. No, that's a trip to fucking think about for <laughs> sure. They're gonna make the matrix, the, right? By the time our kids like. If we ever have kids by the time they're able to go to college like what is even college gonna be yeah is it even gonna be college or is it just gonna be like a fucking microchip that you put in your finger and now you're smart like who fucking knows i don't know like, i don't know what the fuck's gonna happen in the next 15 years with technology moving at this rate you know what i mean yeah it's like crazy to think about shit's just changing so fucking fast tell them about the college thing oh yeah so there's like this this new college that's coming out or whatever and their whole thing is uh so first of all, it's harder to get into this college than like Harvard, Yale, Stanford. Like, they accept less percentage. Like, less than one percent of applicants get approved for this college. But once you do get approved, it's free. So, and then also this college is like partnered up with like YouTube and Google and all these like dope like corporate, whatever corporations. So they like, if you get approved, they're gonna teach you specific traits and skills to get hired by these dope companies. And then once you get hired, they're gonna fucking take part of your salary. Yeah. So it's pretty crazy. So they'll bring you in, teach you for three, four years, help you get a job, a well-paying job. Once you get a job that's paying over 50K, then they'll take 10 or 15% of your salary for the next like five or 10 years or something like that. Whoa. So it's like a really interesting model. Yeah, that's crazy. So they, they, they're banking on the fact that they can get you a job and then they'll make their money. They do that. Dude, this is a little off the subject, but about healthcare and mass health and shit apparently like at 55 if you're on mass health and they can take all your possession all your possessions like like if you like if you die mass health can take like your possessions and stuff and mass health is just supposed to be health insurance to help you you know what i mean like but it's kind of the same concept it's like they give you health health insurance for free but then after 55 and plus when you're on your way out they own everything that you you own. Like if when you die, they own it. That's crazy. That's kind of like <laughs> trips me out. But that's kind of definitely an interesting model because then they, it puts the onus on them to get you a job, right? It's like having a manager. <laughs> it gives you them an incentive to fucking make their paperback. Yeah, crazy. But yeah, I learned that. I'm like, dude, that's what happened with my mom. My mom, she passed away, and like. Mass Health. She went to the. She went and had a. I don't know what what uh, medical procedure she had done, but it was like fifty grand. They just started charging her. You know, like after fifty five, she had Mass Health. They gave it to her for free. She's living like. As soon as you hit fifty five, they start accumulating what you what you collect, and then they own it. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah that's, that's... <laughs> I know. So fucked. They fucking knock on your door one day, and they're like. Yeah, let me get that flathead screwdriver. Yeah. Just one thing a day. <laughs> what, let me get the plug. Is there any down? Is there any downsides to that school that you're talking about? Can you guys see any downsides of that? <laughs> I, I mean, to be honest, I'm not like too knowledgeable about it. I just kind of like heard the uh, interview with like the founder for like 10, 15 minutes. He was just talking about it. And it seemed like pretty interesting, but. I mean, it's a pretty smart idea. Like, it's kind of cool, too, because the way they take you in is not based off of your grades. It's, like, more based off of, like, experience and based off of what you've accomplished and, like, certain questions you answer and shit like that. So it's not just, like, 
what did you get on your SATs? Like, what's your GPA? Like, the traditional way of fucking judging how smart someone is. Like, to judge how smart someone is, is there's so many ways. It's not just fucking, can you do math or can you read a book or can you spell good or whatever the fuck it is. There's, you know what I mean? There's so many. There's, like, general intelligence. Like, some people have have that, yeah. It's not... It's not necessarily like you're super book smart either, yeah. yeah. But that's that's kind of crazy though. What about dumb people? <laughs> we still gotta educate them, and they can't <laughs> afford. If they could, they're dumb, they probably can't afford to go to college, and like <laughs> they're probably fuck, dude. <laughs> I was listening to some podcast the other day, and they were talking about the separation between like intelligent people and dumb people, and how the elite are now super intelligent, and they kind of just like. They can do whatever, you know, like they've built up these structures and they're kind of dictating what the world's going to be like and putting ethics into the world through the technology and all that stuff. That shit trips me out a little bit. Something good to think about, I guess. There's <laughs> separation, man. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like there's going to be like the same degree of separation, like the separation that like we used to have with like pygmies. It's going to be like the, the people who are up on current technology just to the people who don't have a smartphone, that's going to be the same. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Distance and fucking information. Yeah, that's that's kind of crazy. That's super crazy. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that shit all scares me. But I'll listen to it just to kind of like kick it around the head and process it. And like, I feel like if you take it all in and hear it, maybe it'll help you someday. Who knows, you know? So what's next? What's next on the horizon? Do you guys have plans? Is there anything you want to promote for the high rise? Like, are you working on anything for the channel or for the podcast? And what's the what's the future? Sure. So yeah, we're we're gonna kind of like start doing this kind of shorter series for the channel because um, right now the podcast episodes are typically like around an hour. So we want to do something that's kind of more short term content, more just direct and fucking straight to the point. So we're going to start doing these, like, five, ten-minute videos, um, just really just showing people how to do specific things. So it's going to be how to get your uh, T-shirts printed, how your how to, how a hat gets embroidered, how to set up your Instagram marketing, how to build a following, um, just, like, very useful um, kind of, like, everyday things that you can um, apply and use in your business or to start a business or... Um, stuff like that. So it's kind of just like shorter term content. Um, we're going to start doing those uploads on the channel. And then um, for the brand, we're always just pumping out new stuff. Like every month, pretty much, we put out like new drops and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We're always just kind of cranking along here. Always something new. So yeah, uh, you can check it out. It says Instagram, like at the high rise co or just the high rise co.com. Um, and yeah, like I said, we're always doing shit, so there's always new content and uploads and product. And, and are you on Facebook too? Uh, yeah, Facebook as well. Same thing, just the high rise code. Sweet. Derek, you excited, man? Dude, the boards are coming in like any day now. I think they're shipping tomorrow. So. That went skated with Timmy this weekend. Yeah, I saw some of the clips. Dude's fucking sick. I'm glad you guys linked up. Yeah, I just went down there, just skated like one spot and one little like skate park sickest skate park ever it's just one manual pad a flat bar and a box <laughs> which park is that i don't even know what it's called it's just perfect it's like the best manual pad ever the Hell. best side like perfect dude just in a little square at this park 
Yeah, that's like it. A, okay. Yeah, like a mini cherry. Uh, <laughs> like the old cherry, though, not the new cherry. Yeah, yeah like half the old cherry was dope. New cherry, the new cherry is almost like a skate park, huh? There's still no quarter pipes, really, just that janky one on the side. Yeah, I think so. I've been a cherry like a year. What's on what's on the ba- what's on the back wall there? Is it like a two faces right there made out of blunt wraps? Is that what it is? Oh yeah, <laughs> that's like the two girls one bong logo. Oh sick! <laughs> well, the girls, one of their homegirls, like saved all of her blunt wraps and made that. Damn. Yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah. What what uh? <laughs> What, uh, who's, who's been some of the more interesting, uh, episodes of the, what is this, High as Fuck With? You've been, ha- you've had, James. dude, how many, James 100. <laughs> that dude is crushing it. How many episodes do you have of that? No, that was pretty much, like, was Shetler's the last one we filmed? It's one of the last ones. Yeah, that was pretty much towards, like, the end of the first season. We probably did, like, 12 or so, 13. 12 or 13, yeah. Something like that. No. We're, we're going to relaunch it. We're just, like, kind of ended it as we are moving into the new space and kind of getting settled in. Now that we're all settled in, we're probably going to uh, get that shit going again, too, in the next, like, month or so. Yeah, now that we have a space, so. like, an actual space, not that, like, upstairs attic place that we brought you to that we got <laughs> hostage by King James and yeah. his cousin. Yeah, and, and was that the spot on the, I think it was a Snapchat, maybe, where you guys were just smashing the fucking walls out? <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> it was, like, perfect timing, like, we were just about to move warehouses, and we hit 100,000 followers on Instagram, so we were, like... Let's fucking break some shit to celebrate or whatever. I don't know. It's kind of stupid. But <laughs> we just like you just had some fun and just yeah, you had to like break that wall down anyway. So you just fucking yeah. take that bitch down. Either way, it was going down. So <laughs> what a better time this to celebrate, you know? <laughs> why? Why? You said you've been in three spots so far. Yeah. So we started. Uh, the first spot was about a thousand square feet. Um, it was just like a small office in the front, like a little warehouse in the back. Uh, we were there for like six months. Um, we moved from there to our second spot, which was like 2,500 square feet. That was the place that you came to. Yep. Um, we were there for about two years. And then about three, four months ago, we just moved into the newest spot, which is about 10,000 square feet. And now we're in um, Santa Fe Springs, kind of by like LA. Nice. That's sick. And each time it was just you needed more space, you bringing in more machines or just more product, just more space? Yeah, so like the first spot we had zero machines. Um, the second spot we had um, a screen print machine and two embroidery machines. And then the third spot, now we have five embroidery machines and two screen print uh, machines. Oh, so sure. we're just constantly adding uh, more machines and taking on more clients and brands and um we're we're added, actually adding more people to our team in the next week or two we're going through resumes right now and trying to get some help in here and just like constantly trying to grow and just keep it pushing really just keep growing it yeah catch up yeah i feel like we're we can like figure out the growing the growing part's the fun part and then like trying to get the back end of everything and the fulfillment and the shipping and everything we're like fuck you know we're right now yeah yeah good problems to have man we will yeah. thank you guys this has been awesome i'm hyped you both came on the show it's fucking sick yeah 
But yeah, thanks for having us. This was dope. Yeah, no worries. And hopefully I can make it out your way uh, sometime soon. I'll come by, check out the new spot, and smoke up with you guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll have you on DB Talk. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah for sure dude and i'm psyched derek um like i said the boards are probably shipping tomorrow they'll be here probably before the weekend so i'll ship you out a box of your boards dude go to all i need skate.com and use a cover fruits hey once again thank you derek and thank you aaron yeah yeah thanks doggy peace Last thing before we go, I'd just like to thank the sponsors. Thank you to All I Need. Um, like I said, there's our brand new Seafood Vengeance decks is on our website along with new apparel. Um, you can check that all out at allineedskate.com. And if you're on YouTube, please subscribe to our channel, youtube.com forward slash allineedskate. And thank you to World Industries. Um, world Boards are back. For the first time in a long time, man. And uh, skateboarders are in charge. World's in the All I Need how All I Need family now. It's under the it's in house with us, and uh, we're building a skate team for World just like we did with All I Need, and uh, we're building the apparel, and we actually have access to footwear now too. So I have a pro model shoe for World. You can check it out at WorldIndustries.com. I'm really proud of what we designed. It's a great skate shoe. Um, yeah, team's coming along, and look for all this in the future, man. Check out allineedskate.com and worldindustries.com, and like I said before, if you cop anything from these brands, a portion of that goes directly into supporting the show and allowing me to have the time to, to have fun with you guys. <laughs> Thank you.